Hello, this is Jesse. I'm a novelist. This is Eric. I'm a filmmaker. And this is Film and Color. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this episode six of Film and Color. We're doing two episodes this week because uh, there's a very likely possibility that in the upcoming months, uh, my colleague and I are gonna be unable to sync up our schedules. It's just, it's something, I'm gonna be really sad when it happens, but I also want to anticipate it so that our audience doesn't have to go a week without Without hearing our beautiful voices. Indeed, our beautiful voices. But also, uh, as a content consumer, as well as a content producer, I, you know, sometimes I look forward to specific publication dates. Yeah. And they're not when there. the content providers that, you know, when, when they're not there, yeah, it's like, it's like hey, oh. hey, like hey. you're like, refresh, refresh, <laughs> Listen refresh. up, motherfucker. It's, it's supposed to be in my inbox would, today. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It's really, it's, you know, so, <laughs> so just in the interest of ensuring that should the worst happen and we're not able to do an episode why do i only start swallowing <laughs> and burping when i start talking so anyway the, the the point being um we're really happy to have you with us a, a, a big hello to all of our new listeners just hey. a little bit of housekeeping before we hey <laughs> <laughs> it's true it, i mean i i literally got an email that i wanted to mention i have i have it in my notes here to the gentleman who so I assume from the name he was a gentleman who just typed the word good and sent it to our email address. Thank you. I love that somebody typed in film and color podcast at gmail.com, which is a really long word. Didn't write a subject line, just word wrote good and clicked send. Do you have the do you have the email address? This guy's my hero. I don't I don't have it written in my uh, notes, but I, I can you're, I can you're a legend. give it to you. Mr. Good. This guy is a legend. No, the, you know who this guy is? This is the guy in the blue blazer with the pink scarf who kicks zombie ass. Yes. Whole dude, that guy legend. Hero. He was yeah. my hero. Yeah. I mean he's he's like fashion fabulous, which is a, a sentence I've never said before. <laughs> But seriously, like, yeah. not only is he in the peak of style and he's, like, anti-capitalist, yeah. but this motherfucker kicks zombie ass in a, a t- aquamarine blazer and a pink scarf. Kills it. But Jesse, what movie are you talking about today? This week we are going to be discussing Train to Busan, which was a film that we did not expect to be covering. In fact, uh, I, I kept recommending it for a couple weeks and then... I, I got gun shy uh, yesterday because I watched the trailer for it and it looked like a really scary movie. And as any of our regular listeners and certainly my colleague knows, I, I don't do well with <laughs> spooky stuff. I don't like scary movies. I don't like them. I don't like them. But this movie was really not scary. Yeah. I mean, in fact, this is one of the most character driven stories that we've ever covered on this show. It's really good. It's yeah. really, really, really good. Really good. Uh, I'm actually going to. So. Uh, before just allow me to summarize Train to Busan is a Korean um, zombie movie something that we are have kind of had to swallow ad nauseum in North America and now we're at a point where anytime someone says the word zombie uh, you punch them as if they are a zombie and that's perfectly correct political yeah. practice yeah. I mean okay. you you're not you're not supposed to say that word and pu- do not say the Z word <laughs> so Point being, uh, if you are tired of zombies, do not 
hold yourself back from Train to Busan. This is not a zombie movie. This is a movie that about the way people of different classes, people of different ages, and, and people of different experiences can come together to face an insurmountable task. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. I, uh, you know, I didn't expect to... Forget about, like, feeling afraid. I didn't want to feel afraid, which I did feel, but it was the best kind of afraid. This is not a movie laced with jump scares. This is no. not some American I don't think Hollywood it was a garbage. one. There were a couple, but they were subtle, and there was no noise associated okay, okay, with them. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm thinking of the moment where um, Suan is in the fore- foreground. We're looking behind her through the train window, and there's just a tackling zombie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the trailer, yeah. there's a sound associated with that tackle. In the movie, there's none. Yeah, no. It's perfectly silent, yeah, which actually perfect. is one of my main points. Subtlety. Yeah, killed it. Nuance. Hollywood, listen up, please. This is how you make great movies. Yeah. There's no World War Z like, blah, like Inception blahs, like yeah. the blah, whole bunch of zombies climbing over a wall. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. None of that. This is yeah. a movie that is subtly telling the story about a band of survivors that are coming together and trying to cope with something that they don't yet understand and all the ways in which we tend not to band together when we're faced with something scary, we tend to scream every man for himself and kind of like throw our hands up in the air and just run around like chickens without heads. Yeah. And then there are the few among us who sympathize with each other and just, oh man, this movie was so good. That's fucking I, epic. Dude, dude I'm, I'm doing it. I'm about to ask you your rating, but I got to put it down right now. So this is the first time I've done this and not that it carries as much weight as if you were to do it. I think our podcast would literally explode and shut down <laughs> if you were to ever do this, but I drop Five on five. Ooh, he's dropping the five bomb. I'm dropping the five on five. Oh, boy. It just got saucy in here. Your rating, sir? I'm not going to give it a 10 on 10, because uh, it was some shit, but uh, I'm going to say 9.4, which is pretty good. I uh, can't complain with that. There's some stuff that like kind of bothered me, but overall, I'd say enjoy watch this movie it was pretty good and it sounds slightly insincere oh, okay well <laughs> he's, he's he, you know you know what he's doing this is the rico that is scre- screwing with me because he's looking at me in the eyes and he's smiling you you like this movie bro yeah it was good you it liked good. it yeah? yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't like it's not a movie i'd watch like 80 times but it was a movie that in the moment it like kept you in the moment interesting so you wouldn't put this up as a classic no it's not something that you go back and study if you were teaching a film course this wouldn't be on your curriculum like it could be it could be but it's not something i would personally watch for my enjoyment over like it it has good like teaching values okay but it's not something i would like watch person like i not i wouldn't be like oh it's friday night what should i watch Mm, train to busan like no what would be one of those movies just out of curiosity for myself and for our audience uh, Limitless, I fuck with that. Yes. Interstellar, I fuck with that. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like th- like those kind of movies where it's like... Dun- would you include Dunkirk there? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I-, I only saw it in theaters, so I have to watch it at home first once, and then... Yeah, I agree. I haven't seen decide. it since... Okay, uh, so uh, I actually... This relates to some of your feedback, uh, which we can't thank you enough for. I, as we were, yeah. we were discussing this before we turned the microphones on, it's crazy to us that we're getting emails. Like, it's crazy to us that there are people who even give a damn... To write out film and color, C O L O 
O-U-R podcast. Podcast. At gmail.com. Kidding. Like, uh, it's just uh, the, and and our, our subscribers, for all of you who have subscribed on iTunes, thank you so much. We're still at the point where we don't have enough ratings that it actually appears. So it's, I, I checked uh, recently and it said, this this does not have enough ratings to yeah, yeah. to so make sure you like comment and subscribe. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, no, you know, I mean, do whatever comes naturally to you. Just yeah. the number of subscribers yeah, already is it's crazy. So uh, that being said, let's dive into what I did not expect to be an enjoyable movie, but turned out to be a fantastic film. Yeah, Train to Busan, 2016. Train to Busan. So, directed by, and I'm going to get all these names wrong, I knew that in advance, but I'm going to try my best, Yon Sang-ho, um, and it's written by Park Ju suk and it's starring Gong Yu, Madong Sok, Jung Yu-mi, Kim Su-an, Kim Yui-sung, Choi Woo-sik, and An So-hee. My colleague is being an unprofessional <laughs> asshole right now and trying to make me laugh, and I'm not going to. Um... It's culture, bro. It's Get some culture, culture bro. <laughs> I personally, I, I, I got to tell you, I love the sound of Kore- South Korean spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there was something about it when, like, like I, I've obviously had to read the subtitles, but with the way it was spoken, like, there were all kinds of things about it that I really liked, like yeah. the sound for dad, the sound for okay, the sound for good. Yeah. There were just, it, it was very kind of a tactile, visceral yeah. language. Did you feel the same? Yeah. I was, I was like, whenever someone would repeat something in the subtitles, I try to, like, see if they said it the same way. And there's a lot of times where they said something completely different. I'm like, how does this language work? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I had the same experience. There were a lot of times where it seems like almost, I, I think of German, where German sometimes you put what in English we would put at the end of the sentence, it comes at the beginning of the sentence. Yeah. It'd be like, my dog, you ran over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, in some ways, the, the structure of the language like that, yeah. was dodgy in the sense that you could see th- the character would have like a whole bunch of emphasis and then would taper off. Yeah. But the way it was written in English, like, it would what? have like a very kind of benign opening <laughs> and then it would have a lot of emphasis at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, was, that definitely stood out to me. Also, we all have to get a shout Every episode, we, we shout out the cinematographer. Yeah. And that is Lee Hyung Dok. Uh, Thank you very much, sir. Well you did done. a terrific job. Yeah. I love the coloring of this film. Yeah. I loved... The it, night, day. Yeah, into the tunnel, out of the tunnel. And predominantly, the thing that like really blew my mind is the way that the lighting was done. There was... I don't know if they actually filmed this on a moving train. If they didn't, this was epic. Yeah. Epically done. The light was moving on their faces. Like, it was like literally being on a train. My yeah. dad's worked in trains. Like, I've been on tra- trains. Like, it, the way the light was playing on people's faces, yeah. if this was on a, a stationary set... That was absolutely mind-blowingly amazing. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna assume that it was on a stationary set because filming on a train would just be. Yeah, I mean, it would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're, you'd have to like triple your budget, right? Yeah, easily, yeah. Um, so this was just uh, look. I had uh, okay, and a particular shout out just before we we, we transition into kind of our, our our view on the film. Um, uh, so first of all, this is a. Um, uh, this is a film with a pretty rich history in Korea. It's one that if you live in Korea, you've probably seen this film already. It's gotten a cult following. But for people in North America, there's probably a lot of you in our audience who, who don't even know what we're talking about. So it's Train to Busan, B-U-S-A-N. 
Um, it's a zombie apocalypse thriller. Uh, but when I say those words, I'm sure a lot of you are turned off. You know, yeah. like, you're like, uh, first of all, I've never seen The Walking Dead because I'm personally totally burnt out of zombies. Me too. I read World War Z and I was like, you know what? It does not get better than this. The yeah. movie World War Z, I just, I, I don't even think I got through the like 20 minutes of the film before I was just like, this is not the book. This is, yeah. the, you know, like it was just. Ugh, talk about a lack of using the source material. To have yeah. such a plethora of source material and... Waste it. Um, but uh, the to the young lady, the child actor, who plays um, Su- Sunan, right? Sunan, I think. You probably S-O-O-N-N. can't understand what we're saying, but if you could, you did great. She, she was an great. absolute... She was fantastic. Yeah. This is some of, the, one of the best, some of the best child acting I've seen, yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, incredible performance. Uh, I believe, yeah. Do I have... I wrote it down. Well, I'm looking at this this Wikipedia page and it's pure gibberish. I don't understand any of these words. It Maybe. is. It's, it's particularly troubling. I had a friend who was actually traveling through um, Korea and... I've actually had a, a lot of people who have gone to Southeast Asia and they've yeah. had a fantastic time. Yeah. But it is particularly difficult to try and pronounce like the Anglo the, the anglicized versions of the way words sound don't sound at all like what they do in their native language. So yeah. you're like You're you fucking know, up their shit before you even try. And then you go back and try and pronounce it. People are like, Who are you looking for? You're like yeah. Suan. In the subtitles it was spelt S U dash A N. Yes. Oh no S O O S O O, I think. Okay, mine said on the... Oh, this is confusing. You see? On the wiki, wiki page, it says S-O-O-N. On my subtitles, it said S-U S- space A-N. And here, and in and, and my subtitles, it said S-O-O hyphen A-N. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you're, you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. You, like, the you, main character. Her name was really not... Like, if, if someone were to say to me, like, where is Sue Ann? I would just know it's because her dad is looking for her that exactly. I knew who he was looking for. Exactly. Uh, it was not... I, I didn't... I wasn't able to actually find out which word in what he said was her name. Exactly. I didn't learn any of the characters' names no. in this movie. No. So we hope that provides no disrespect to anyone. Of yeah. course, that's not our intention. It's just... Uh, this is one of those languages that uh, is it's beautiful. Let me put it like this: the most beautiful languages for me are the ones that are the most perplexing. Yeah. Like that's part of the reason I really love German because because there's something about German that's just so different than yeah. English, so different than French, so different than Italian. That every, when I was learning about it, I was like, oh man, like this is like some like Wingardium Leviosa, <laughs> yeah, you know, like Harry Potter shit here. You know, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it, it was crazy. And for me, Korean is one of those. That's, that's up there. I would actually rather learn Korean than Mandarin. That's, yeah, that doesn't go same. for a lot of people. A lot of people would like, no. Why would you? Why would you learn Mandarin? It's spoken by, you know, a billion people. Isn't it like a hundred times harder though? Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Possibly. I, I, from what I've heard, Korean is really hard to learn. Oh, okay, good. So, but um, realistically, not going to learn any of those. Yeah. So, <sighs> realistically, uh. I, I, I'm more fixated on making a movie that would be like watchable in Korea. I feel like that's already a hard enough task oh, yeah, to learn hard. Korean. It's like, nah, I'm going to leave that to people much smarter than myself. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's fair. And this uh, movie was good. Have we said that enough? The, the movie was good? I'm pretty sure the movie well, was good. Okay, but n- not to be effusive. So there were problems with the film. Yeah, uh, for sure. First of all, as a Western audience, this, ha- this film had five acts. It almost had six acts. Yeah. You know, there, there were moments where it, uh, and I had a friend who was really big into um, soap operas, 
um, and from that were made in Western Asia, Eastern Asia, and the whole concept of of these soap operas was a bit over the top. And she loved them particularly because she found them kind of like they were, they were quaint. They reminded her of home. It's almost like you know, uh, have you ever seen any a Mexican soap opera? Yeah, that that they're you know like it's like. Raise the stakes and raise the stakes and raise the stakes and raise the stakes and she's his daughter and oh, you're like no. oh my right like it takes yeah. Luke I am your son and then multiplies it by three and then by three yeah. and then it multiplies it by itself yeah. so it becomes this thing that can almost become absurd but if you've been sticking with the show for a really long time you can get into it and there were moments in this film where for example when the grandmother is suddenly there's narration yeah. And she is asking why um, in another, so we don't want to spoil it, but another character has basically sacrificed themselves and they've always been a self-sacrificing person. They've always done everything they can for other people. And she's looking back at the people who are now trying to barricade themselves against other survivors and they just, they don't, they, they're, I, I literally think the subtitles on my, on my screen said, assholes yeah and then she goes and opens the door right yeah so this is uh, a great scene in the film and it's just one example of the influence of the culture of what i assume is korean soap operas yeah script killed it too i i thought it was a really great script i love the the scene with the boys in the bathroom where you know yeah. it's like, hey douche, and it's like I I I would love to know what those words actually mean in Korean, but yeah. but you know like douche and like how tall are you? I'm 181 centimeters, and I burst out laughing because <laughs> we live in Canada, we use the metric system, but some, no one says yeah. like I'm six feet one. Yeah, that's how tall I am. Yeah. I'm never gonna be like oh, I'm 181 centimeters. Like, <laughs> how many feet is that? Centimeters is is not just oh, God. Yeah. Freaking, we can't get out of the shadow of right? Americana. Damn you. Uh, all right, sir. So uh, I've, I've probably been speaking sufficiently. I'm sure our audience has uh, been longing to hear your voice for several minutes. Hey. What, uh, what stood out to you from the film? And if you wouldn't recommend it, why would you not recommend it? If you would recommend it, why would you recommend it? Okay, so first one, I'd say I wouldn't recommend it because there's some inconsistencies in the script in terms of like giving the characters breaks like of the zombies hold on let me, let me that doesn't make sense let's say okay the first this is what always bothers me even with world war z same same fucking concept the first zombie takes like 15 minutes to transform from human to zombie then all of a sudden what like that's true two seconds after they're bitten full attack zombie mode i didn't think of that yeah that's true so like that that kind of shit bothers me so like if you it's kind of the selective evolution of, yeah we go from moments where the progression is like 15 minutes some people just lay down for hours and they wake up and they're zombies and then all yeah. of a sudden we get to this point where their teeth are barely into their victim yeah and, they're and all already, of a sudden like, their eyes are already white and they're zombies now exactly and there's blood streaming from their mouth even though they haven't bitten anyone yet and, exactly like right. think of think of the the suit guy like the, the two main guy characters right the, you're talking minutes. about tapes on tape on the arms. Yeah, minutes. 
Yeah, exactly. Like his, he, but and he's fighting it while he's a zombie. Exactly, which was interesting too. You're right. You're right. I didn't think of that, but yeah, it, from from a strictly storytelling perspective, it starts to become convenient. Exactly. The way yeah. in which certain characters much time it evolve for- differently than others, and you start to feel like your emotions are being manipulated for the sake of drama. Yeah. You know, you're not adhering consistently to a. Yeah. Every zombie takes 15 minutes to become a zombie. Exactly. All of a sudden, it's like, well, if it adds more drama for him to become a zombie, Eight a minute and 30 seconds. seconds after he was bitten on the arm. Yeah. That's gonna Fucking happen. Let's do it for, for like milliseconds yeah. after. Like that. That's that kind of that's shit bothers point. me. But I have to say, I cannot get over how much I like that guy. Yeah, me too. The dad, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know, like that that scene when they're they're all together, and uh, like they're like he's basically like two. So so there are three male characters, and they realize that um, they each have someone that they love, who who happens to be a female character. I know I didn't notice that until hey. this exact moment. I felt like the Mario. Like bro, broness. Like, all right, we're doing this, bro. We're doing this, but yeah. I didn't realize it's all female characters that they're rushing to save. Yeah. So the father, the main character, if you will, um, who who uh, is does a terrific job. Unfortunately, I don't know the actor's name. It, probably Gong Yu. Um, he uh, he's a hedge fund manager. Then there is another character who is the father to a uh, a, that is to say, the husband to a pregnant wife. And then finally, you have a young baseball player who, in my notes, is referred to as Baseball Bro, <laughs> who walks around with a bat and kicks some zombie ass. And he's kind of shy. He goes to rescue a kind of love interest who he was originally too shy to yeah. express his feelings towards. But all of a sudden, she's in trouble, and he, he saves know, the day, baby. His nuts drop. Yeah. So hard. These yeah. So these 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 three guys. But the thing the thing that was weird is in American stories. The father, who has a pregnant wife, uh, is not ever... How do I put this? I expected hedge fund manager guy to be, to more. be more the hero. Hedge fund manager guy is... is the follower. He's Yeah, exactly. He's, he's Gamma. He's, he's like number three. Yeah. He's the guy who comes in the back. The most important character in this morning is the every... Morning. <laughs> in this movie is the every guy. Yeah. The, the, you know, Mr. fucking fights with an aquamarine blazer and a pink scarf. Motherfucker. I'm, you know, like he starts, yeah. to, when he suits he up and hand. he's got this like tape going around his arms. I was just like, I love this. I want to go to Halloween as this dude next year, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It's he, so awesome. And he came out of nowhere for me. Like yeah. I, I did not expect him to be the hero of the story. Yeah, me neither. He got me when uh, the dad was fighting off the zombie in the train station. And he says, asshole, hurry up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, like, I love ah, that. I absolutely love that. Got yeah. me there, yeah. And um, it, it, so the film does have an element of social commentary yeah. uh, with regards to capitalism in the sense that the person who the movie opens with, who you think is the protagonist, but is certainly not the hero, um, his daughter is kind of complaining that he's always at work. It sort of, it sort of, sort of starts off like a Christmas movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like Robin Williams... Robin Williams stars as the father who's not paying enough attention to his kids. And dad, when are you going to be home from work? Daddy's busy! You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Every, and yeah. Start, it starts off that way. You think it's going to be cliche, but it goes in a completely different direction because the the biggest hero, first of all, is his daughter. Yeah. And the next biggest hero is the everyman who eventually sacrifices himself and asks hedge fund guy to, to make sure his wife gets to safety. I was just like, for, for, spoiler alert, but oh my god, dude, this movie just kind of like was shaking me every which way. I felt like I was in yeah. the mouth of a shark. It was yeah. just like, 
oh, oh my God, we're going here, and now we're going here. Yeah. And I ended up walking away feeling such an attachment to the characters in a freaking zombie movie. Like, yeah, I was like, wait, wait, am I like getting genuinely attached and feeling strong emotions towards characters in a zombie movie? Yeah, just blew me away. I've never had that experience before. I think I think a part of that is because they didn't do anything like obviously stupid. Like it's not like you know when there's like like a uh, Friday Thirteen. It's like don't go up the stairs. Don't go in that. Why are you going in the room? Yeah. Don't go up the room. That's, why that's, are you going in the room? True. And then like that's it's true. They, there was nothing like that. It was always like okay, yeah, I can see why he did that. Yeah, that's a really good point. There, it seemed like there was a lot of reasonability, except for the one asshole guy who just assholed all the way out. Oh my god! Just <laughs> he was so asshole. It was just like on his head. It was like in the yeah. middle of his forehead. It was just like I'm, I'm just the biggest dick that is there's yeah. ever. I, sorry, can I just move the dick that grows out of my forehead out of the way so yeah. I can be more of a dick to you and grow another one? No. Yeah. So, but the weird thing was, everyone else was so nuanced. Like every other character was so nuanced, and the actress who plays the the child yeah. was so good that ha- even though you insert like a complete asshole dick cliche character, okay. the story still worked. It was just like, wow, that guy's a dick. Yeah. But everyone else, I totally sympathize with because yeah. everyone else is nuanced and they have yeah. shades of gray. Yeah, he he honestly like I every fucking time I was like, no, he can't, he can't be worse than this. Yeah, exactly. And that moment when he, when he goes like to the other guy who, uh, who originally protected him, right? Yeah. When he like choked the guy out. Yeah. When he, he goes to him. So he's the, uh, one of the stewards on the train who trusts this gentleman who is the CEO of a famous company. At a certain point he runs to the conductor and he's like, we have to get out of here. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm the CEO of like Sukyun Enterprises. And you're just like, okay, first of all, you're an asshole for saying that. <laughs> yeah. But he assholes way out of line oh past that God, point. Yeah. This guy is just purely for himself. Yeah. And it's one of the ways in which the movie is, is really like starts to lean hard on the anti-capitalist. Not anti-capitalist, but just the ways in which capitalism can bring up the worst yeah. in us and make us not feel connected. Because the two richest characters with the best jobs are the ones who are the quickest to abandon the other passengers. Yeah. And it, it takes his daughter to convince our protagonist, so right, so, so Suan's dad, yeah. it takes her to convince him. He's like, that's why mommy left, because you only think about yourself. Yeah. And it's only at that moment that he becomes a, a bit of a hero in the story. Yeah, that moment was savage as fuck. I was like, boom! Like yeah. it, it was just like it's I was like, tail delivered. Yeah. Am I feeling strong emotions in a zombie movie? What the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I thought the best zombie movie I was going to see in my lifetime was Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Right. Which is hey, it's a good movie. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great film, but it's a film that's like this is how tired the zombie movie trope exactly, is. Yeah. Like we're gonna take selfies with the zombies as they're yeah. trying to eat us. Yeah. And this is a movie that has fast zombies. You know, like they're dropping frames yeah. to make the zombie movements even more jerky and crazy. Yeah. Uh, great body acting, great, um, fantastic costume design, uh, fantastic prosthetics. Really, really restrained and frankly fabulous use of CGI. Yeah. You know? I noticed it a bit though, which would bother me. No, of course. But, I, I was the same. Yeah. I, noti- I noticed it, but the thing is, like, it, it, you almost wonder like what's their budget like cgi is yeah. so freaking expensive oh like, yeah, yeah yeah right does it say here what's their budget yeah look look check check does it say maybe on the other on the other side here Running 99 million 100 million that's a box office though what was oh, their budget i am does blind. Say their budget either way if they made box office 100 million 
Yeah, that's, I mean, but, but the, like, the point I'm trying to make is just that uh, there was, like, World War Z, why, is, why am I saying World War Z? It's Zed. Is it? For you Americans, it's World War Z. Don't we say A, B, C, D, F, G, H, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, S, X, Y, Z? Yeah, we're Canadian, we say Z. It's one no. of those things. X, Y, Z. But the point being that uh, the whole film is kind of suspiciously close to a lot of the zombie movies that American studios have tried to make, and they come off as being hollow and annoying. Yeah. This is a movie that comes off as being genuine, powerful, oh, uh, fantastically entertaining. I fucking tripped right there. It says budget, ten billion, and I was like, mm. "What?" But then it was in Korean, Korean currency. So yeah, which is, brrr, drum roll, please. Um, one, two, three, ten million. Yeah, nine point three million, U.S. Okay, wow, that's actually that's a fairly small budget. I mean, it's double Inside Out. Yeah, yeah, right? it's pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're talking about, and so it made, it, it, wait, it made, that means it made 10 times what it, what it, what the budget cost. Yeah. yeah Jay- that's fantastic. Good Jason, for, good Jason for you. Blum, where are you at? Where are you at in here? To I, our, I'm to our director. Here, aren't I? Young Sang Ho. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right, sir. Uh, congratulations. This is just a, it's a fantastic movie. It's like, let's, let's, okay, let's put it this way. We, we didn't want to review it. Uh, and by we, I mean me. And I didn't want to review it because I watched the trailer and I was like, it's a horror movie. And I picked it. I'm the one who picked it. I'm the one who put it on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I called my colleague and luckily he didn't pick up because otherwise I would have been like, dude, can we please take it off? Because <laughs> I, I, I had nightmares after Inside Out and I was like, oh, I really don't want to have nightmares again. But watching this film, this is less of a horror movie and more of a story about the way people either split apart or band together yeah. when they're faced with any kind of, uh, I've said this already, but I'll say it again, insurmountable challenge. So you, you can refer to Hurricane Katrina, you can refer to the way people reacted on 9-11. Yeah. There are certain people who are like, every man for himself, and they just throw their hands up and they're, and they're, they're running. They're going to be pushing people out of the bathroom into zombies and yeah. you know just doing everything they can, betraying everyone they can just to make sure that they survive because they see themselves as being more important than the cause. Yeah. And then you have other people who see pieces of their family members in each other. So, for example, part in part of the story, um, Sue Ann's uh, grandmother dies. She's clearly eaten by zombies. We never see her. It's very restrained and tasteful the way that yeah. they present this. Yeah. We don't see her being eaten by a zombie, but we hear her over the phone. And her son has to listen to her kind of death throes. Yeah. And then uh, Sue Ann, who is the, I would say, the protagonist of the movie. This is a little yeah, girl. Yeah. She's probably about 10 years old. She's the one whose father doesn't have time for her at the beginning and she insists that she really wants to go see her mother in Busan and then that's how they end up on the train to Busan when the zombie apocalypse just happens to strike yeah uh, we should have probably put that in the beginning but hopefully you will understand or hopefully you've seen the movie already yeah um, when she uh, kind of realizes that her grandmother is dead she sees her grandmother in this elderly woman and her father is trying to tell her, uh, uh, um, Suan, when this happens, you have to think about yourself. You have to protect the people that you love. You can't be running around trying to save everyone. Yeah. You're going to get yourself killed. 
And the response that he gets from his daughter at that point when he first says it is kind of blank. But then at a certain point, his daughter says to him, you only care about yourself. Yeah. And that moment is the moment when we want to talk about the hero's journey. That's when dad becomes a hero. Yeah. Because it's that moment when he realizes that if he gets himself and his daughter out of this by sacrificing everyone else who came with them and not doing anything to try and protect them, it won't matter that he's gotten his daughter safely away. She's not going to see him as being anything but a coward. Exactly. So he has to step up and become a hero. Yeah. Well, just think of it like if the if the asshole dicks guy had a daughter and he got out of there and he fucking pushed people out of the train, he like... Right. His daughter would like, be like, yeah, we survived, but for what? Yeah. I, I'm never going to be able to see you as being anything but a, a, a coward and a bastard and a traitor exactly. to your fellow humans. Yeah. Which is arguably what the dad was. Like, It's almost like the dad and him were equal at the beginning, and then the dad went through a change, and that guy stayed the same. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. You have a parallel where both characters start off as being selfish, uh, and there's a bit of social commentary here in that they're both uh, businessmen. Yeah. They both dress the same. They have black jackets and black ties with white shirts underneath. Exactly. Hey. Semiotics. Semiology. Semiology, which is what I said the first time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was the right word. Yeah, what, what is semio- semiotics? Is simple- it's the same, same idea. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, perfect, yeah. perfect. Uh, so the, the, the purpose being that uh, these, um, these characters, yeah, dude, actually, that's a fantastic point. That's yeah. a fantastic point. I'm glad we mentioned that. Exactly. That's, that, these, these characters both start, start off a, in a place where um, they are not, um, th- being far from altruists, they are not even capable of imagining a way in which they would make any sacrifices for other people because who are other people? Pe- yeah. Other people are nothing. Exactly. If they protect themselves and their own, then everything is going to work out fine. Yeah. And one of the characters maintains that path and the other character has a revelation. Yeah. There's no better word for... Rev- than re- There's no better instance in which to use the word revelation than this moment in which this father recognizes that he needs to be a hero or his daughter will far from losing respect for him his daughter will not even be able to look at him with any pride her own dad she's not going to be able to look at him as being anything but a cowardly venal kind of like worm like creature who's just kind of like burrowing through the loam attempting to be something without getting in anyone's way and trying to make as much money on the way there as he can never thinking at all about other people it's a strong point about capitalism because mr aquamarine blazer and this is one of my notes that i am just i fucking love this guy dude like the second (laughs) he pops on the screen i never expected him to be the hero oh me neither never yeah never ever ever in in this movie it would be like if john candy just suddenly became the hero of a movie yeah john candy sort of an older reference it would be like if zach galifianakis just suddenly you're in a movie with brad pitt but the hero of the movie is motherfucking zach galifianakis because he's a family man and he's the guy who yeah and it's funny because like the first he's time gonna you, put himself up the when he's introduced you you assume he's like he's like almost like whipped because he's like uh honey and he's mm-hmm. like knocking in the door and she's yeah. like fuck off and, and yeah like, okay, or she okay, knocks okay. on the door yeah he comes off like chandler bing yeah exactly right yeah yes and but but this is the fantastic thing about the film so here's here's my note the man in the blue jacket is my hero kicking ass and in style and the social commentary on the tendency for people to go every man for himself um there's little threads of decency that hold us together at the worst times. 
are the sort of things like the little girl, Suan, seeing a piece of her grandmother in another elderly woman and giving up her seat. Yeah. And her father bring, pulls her down, or that is to say he squats down, but he also kind of grabs her by the arm and says, you don't do this in times like this. Yeah. We need to look out for ourselves. We can't just be giving up seats to other people. We can't be giving advantages to other people. And that's when Sue Ann gives him no response. Yeah. And then later she hits him with the big, you only think about yourself and that's why mom left. So savage. Um, but I actually found it like subtle. Like there, there, there are so many movies like Roland Emmerich where it's like deadbeat dad, but then he yeah. saves the day. Yeah. Where this movie was way more subtle with it. Yeah, exactly. That, I, I liked it though. Really it was enjoyed. like, it was, it was subtle, but at the same time, it like, it still got the, the punch, you know? It, it, the punch and indeed just to segue on that word the punch which is fantastic i want to ask you about this i really want to get your feedback on this sir yeah maybe the, the, so these are things that filmmakers have created but for me there was a definite moment where i was like and, and the, the there was no music there was no rock and roll there was no like but when they suit up oh man jackets come off tape around the arms yeah just there's no rock and roll in the background but no, that but you get like shit up. was rocking i like the testosterone yeah. flowed and i was like oh, we're about to see some zombie ass get smashed damn exactly. this is happening yeah we're, the, an ass kicking is is incoming yeah and i do i what pity the, the i pity the zombie <laughs> that goes up against this guy motherfucking tape arms let's go <laughs> yeah so yeah, that was, that, that was a that. moment that um if you had to film that yourself do you think you would have been able to do it without music? Like... The way they did? Yes and no. Like, I feel like the, the with music has a certain punch in the uh, North American audience now. Like, if you show this to a North American audience, I don't think they'd have the same reaction. It's sort of like when we're talking about Blood Meridian. Like, there are certain yeah. things that... Like, when my I love the book... Well, actually, it was The Road from the class, but it's there are a lot of books that I love... That when I ask people about them, they're like, oh, dude, I fucking hated that book. I'm like, how could you hate it? It was amazing. Yeah. But it's because, for example, that's like they're not playing rock and roll music during the suit up scene. Yeah. So people are like, what's happening? I don't yeah. understand. Like, uh, why are they putting on? tape on their hands? Why are they putting tape on yeah. their So like, like uh, to Contempt a certain extent. of the audience. Yeah, exactly. To a certain extent, you have to like shoot for your audience. Uh but at the same time, I think they, like, the North Korean audience, or South Korean, what the fuck? Korean audience. I've, I made the same mistake yeah. in my notes. God damn it. North Koreans. Because we hear too much about them in the news, I guess. Yeah. So, the the Korean audience, like, I feel like they would, I mean, if you if you play, like, the A-team music, they're not going to be, you know, who the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> so, you can't do that, but, like, I don't think, I don't think there's, like, uh, Korean, like, Oops. I don't think there's a Korean music that has the same punch as that does in their culture as it does in ours. Yeah, it's one of those things that just like, you know, people got used to Italian opera and it became culturally kind of a uniform for there to be five acts in an opera. Yeah. Nowadays, if you go and you try and make a movie with five acts, by act three, the audience is like, Fuck, is this movie have too much movie in it yeah. to be a movie? Exactly. Like, shouldn't this have been divided into Harry Potter Part 1 and Part 2 and yeah. Part 3 and The Hobbit, <laughs> The Return of Smog and Smog trash. in L.A. And, <laughs> and there's a tomb of Smog and a dragon. <laughs> this, the the Hobbit thing. Episode 18. 
they barely, barely, barely walk graze away. the dragon's <laughs> weak spot. A movie basically that is a video game because yeah. the dragon has a video game weak spot. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but they they hid the axe well in this one though, because because of the train. Like, I completely. Oh, dude, I, I'm still I'm still sitting back going like, was it five axe? Was it four? Was it yeah. three and a half? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Because yeah. there was a certain point where I was like, oh, and and the climax is here, and nope, nope. and it's here, <laughs> and nope, and it's here. And it, and really did remind me of opera, yeah. Because that's that's one of the things that happens in opera, where you know, or Shakespeare, for example, where you suddenly have like a character, you think they're hitting rock bottom, and then they're like, ooh, uh, uh, uh. sorry, it's just for our audience, so you realize I'm I'm falling down a cliff here. Yeah, it's like, uh, 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 and you like hit a branch, and the branch creaks, uh, and you keep falling down. <laughs> yeah, right. That that that's classic Shakespearean kind of storytelling, and in this movie, it definitely ends that way, where it's like. You, it's like it's the end. No, it's not the end. No, it's not the uh, end. No, nope. oh. oh, and things are gonna get even worse. And oh. nope. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was great, but yeah. I guess that's more like I guess in tune with the way sh- stories are maybe told in South Korea. That like yeah. the audience is more familiar with that kind of ending where you you literally wrap up every last loose string. Exactly. And then you also have like comeuppance for characters that like even might seem to go on a bit too long. It's yeah. Like, ooh, ooh. Oh my God! Oh God! Yeah. He's had enough. Let him die. <laughs> exactly. I know. I liked it though. It was good. I agree. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think about. Uh, well, let us think. Know what you think about anything about, regarding film and color, but but uh, particularly if if there's a uh, particular aspects of the story that you would like to hear more about. Uh, if you have questions or comments, we like to hear them. So far, it's been really positive, and I'm assuming that's because our audience has been fairly limited to I guess people who either know us or who have discovered us and just want to encourage us to keep going because we haven't heard from them in, in some ways I, I figure now that we're approaching that tipping point we're probably going to start to get some hate mail and we're going to have to have a thick oh, skin yes. about it roast me let's go yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like impossible to roast okay. bro you're, you're... oh it's it's no. doable you just have to be he's, he's, good about he's, it he's the most stalwart person you can imagine I'll roast you back don't worry um yes. But uh, now as we go into what is arguably the more maturing phase of this podcast, uh, there are a lot of ways in which um, we assume that we are doing something's right and something's wrong. For example, I have heard from several people that uh, I talk too much and they are more interested in what you have to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shout fair. out to you guys. I take it on the chin, Shout and I respect it, and uh, I uh, enjoy it. In fact, I, I, I agree. Um, there is a lot of uh, anticipation for some of the different uh, topics that we can cover. Apparently, some people think that we talk too much about the movie, which oh, really shocks me, because I don't see what is so interesting about <laughs> two of us i can't imagine anyone being like stop talking about that amazing movie and go back to talking about your small boring lies you Yay. little shits yeah i don't so believe maybe you. we're being too humble but then in other moments i'm sure we're being um the opposite of too humble uh <laughs> just as a small, small anecdote uh First of all, I, I can't say too much. Sir. I love doing this with you. Man. Yeah, yeah, I really, awesome. I, I absolutely love it. I look forward to it. And this week has been a very pajama week. Okay. 
Like, you know, speaking of our, you know, like we get dressed to go to work. Yeah. I haven't gotten dressed this week. This has been a kind of very, I'm wearing the same shirt that I wore on. Oh, gross. Well, it, it was washed. Well, oh, okay. no, this, not the not the undershirt, but the the. Do no, the, you remember this from from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> um, it's it's but it's it's clearly been exposed to a huge amount of cologne. Oh, good. <laughs> that, is, that'll cover. That's what matters. It's some some good hasn't old, touched my skin. Some good old high school locker room uh, clean. Yeah, yeah. That Axe body spray <laughs> kind of effluvia. Yeah, that's so good. Um. If uh, if you were to make this movie yourself, this is actually an important question. If you were to make this movie yourself, would you have insecurities with regards to the fact that zombie movies have become a cliche in Western culture? Honestly, it's hard to say because there's so many... After like the whole like 2013 zombie craze, there's just so many fucking zombie movies that like they've pretty much done it all. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'd be fucking nervous if someone's like, "Hey, let's do a zombie movie." I'd be like, eh. "It's kind of like it's kind of like let's do the Harlem Shake," and you're like, "No." Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. cringy almost at this point. Yeah. So I think what the what these people did was good because the story didn't really revolve around the zombies. The zombies were like a like an an asset in the storytelling. Like the story was about the change of the dad, the the like the coming together and the falling apart of different people in a, in like a time of yeah. like disaster character driven exactly so if you change the zombies for let's say like a flood almost the same story right so like you have to come at it with that approach with like the the zombies aren't the main topic but they're the bad thing that's happening in the story if that makes sense yeah, it's what we were discussing before about the insurmountable odds. Like exactly. The, the whole point of the zombies being there is being something that you can't just... It's not a bad guy that you can just have Superman go out and punch. Yeah. And now all of a sudden the conflict is over. Exactly. There's too much for Superman. It's, it's more like a disaster movie than it is like a superhero movie. Exactly, yeah. So I think I think having... I mean, honestly, it's fucking every, every movie that we do. It's, it's any movie that is done or should or will be done or should be done always should be the story like the story is the driving factor yeah and and character development is the only thing that can bring you in from the cold so to speak exactly you know you but but it's weird how anemic our 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 movie market has become in north america where yeah like we we tolerate movies like like, didn't i give thor ragnarok like a four or something like a 3.8 on five but hold on now that i'm curious now that we've watched quote-unquote good movies would I that, would reduce my honestly, exactly. dude. I would. I, I hadn't been watching movies until we started doing this podcast, and now I've been watching at least a movie a week. And it's it's like I would not ever have given Thor such a high rating had exactly. I been watching some yep. genuinely well made passion project. Like that was a whole thing that I didn't get when in our first episode when you were telling me that the movie had no story. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, no, I see what you mean. It was kind of like brittle, and there really wasn't anything there. But now it's like looking back, like there was no there's goddamn story in Thor. Nothing. It was there was nothing there. Yeah. There was no one who was evolving. There was no one who was growing. At the end of the movie, you could easily just say like, "And it was all a dream." Exactly. And that would be not disappointing for the audience yeah, because be like, oh, got me. There were no like, lasting stakes. Exactly. Is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. So, the, in in the absence of lasting stakes, how can you make a movie fun? 
and it's just pure spectacle. Exactly. It's like vaudeville. It's like, oh, look, and it's like a magic trick, you know? Oh, and, and my hat's over here now. And flip it over here, and I flip it over there. It's like, wow, that guy's really good at flipping his hat into different... Yeah, and you forget about it the second you You forget leave. the fact that, that the, the reason that we love movies, Casablanca, you know, the reason that you love a great film isn't because it was a great spectacle. Yeah. It's because you were there with those characters. Yeah. Here's looking at you, kid. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, that's a moment in time. Yeah. People people still remembered. So I, I've over I've overdone it with the Star Wars references here, but people will be able to tell you. My dad was be able to tell me the first time he saw Star Wars. Yeah. So we're talking about something that as you said in the first ever dude, you you had it spot on. You're like, that was someone's childhood. Yeah. I didn't get that at the time, but I get it now because having watched these films, some of these directors really want you to go home having seen something special that you're going to remember for a long time exactly but weirdly enough there seems to be like a, a, a also a lot of, of tolerance and acceptance of stuff that i think i think the reason is because we've we've kind of like gone into this like feedback loop almost where like you watch the bad movie so you see or not bad movie it's a movie with like little story so you assume that's good like if you talk to a lot of my friends they'll say like oh the new the, the thor movie was sick there was so much like this and i'm like yeah but like what about the story and they're like oh it was okay but like you should have seen those battle scenes and it's like yeah but there's no like there's nothing you remember about it like you said, you now you'd rate the movie lower. If I said, "Yo, dude, let's go see the new Avengers movie," you'd be like, "Eh, not down," you know. But don't you don't do you, have you ever gotten this before? Where if you try and criticize the movie that people like, you just look like an asshole. Yeah, all the fucking time. But then, <laughs> but no, look, I look like an asshole in front of you, right? But now no, you're on I, my I, side. I didn't, I didn't, I because I, but okay, so just so it's clear, uh. I, I highly respect your opinion. So no, if yeah, you yeah. say, "Dude, there's something there," and I don't see it, I'm like, "Okay, fuck!" Like I, I got like I'm trying to look harder. I'm I'm trying yeah. to look even harder and try and figure out what you're seeing because I know that you're not saying you're seeing something just to fuck with me. Exactly. But when you're trying to criticize something that someone else has had a good time watching, especially if it's just a popcorn yeah e movie, you know, like you walk out of some, um, like uh, I don't know, uh, Mission Impossible rogue something yeah. you know like one of those movies and someone walks out of them and they're like oh my god that was great wasn't that great wasn't tom cruise great in that oh my god i really love that like that was so good yeah. what did you think about it and you're like i actually didn't like it at all like i, I thought it lacked story that person's like oh so wasn't that uh, great so what then- did you guys think about the movie you know yeah. like, it, like, there's a kind of like you're you're yeah. raining on someone's parade yeah but that parade has in a lot of ways been kind of trained into us because we exactly we've, there's a lack of movies with actual substance and story so you you're you, you kind of rather than just thinking everything is shit you just kind of tune your thermometer to a shittier level exactly and you're like this is good and then you never yeah you so never that because no one wants to movies. walk around and be like god everything is shit yeah and like you don't even know. Maybe we're on we're on level two. Maybe there's level three. You never know. So it's a good segue that comes from that leveling is this this, this movie is fantastic in, in in that it has so many acts. Yeah. One of my favorite are where um, the the movie basically grabbed me by the balls and twisted hard because the three male characters have to go and rescue the three female characters. They're on a train, uh, a la Snowpiercer. Yeah. And 
they have to get to a different car. Yeah. So they're in car nine. They're trying to get to car 13. Yeah. And uh, then I don't know if I have that. Or maybe they're in car eight. My notes no, say it's car nine, eight. nine to 13 and then to 15. They're, they're looking at a, a sign and the sign says nine, which yeah. means they're in car eight. Right? Oh, okay. Because the sign is referring to the car that they're about to go into. I think it's the car you're on, no? Hey, uh, hey, uh, Uncle Joe, do you want to yeah. hook us up with the... Uh... <laughs> Help us out here, Dad. Uh, so the... Um, <laughs> I have no idea if you'll ever hear this. Yeah. I doubt it. So yeah. uh, the point being that um, this kind of sequencing of different cars introduces a fantastic dynamic video game element into the movie. Yeah. Totally unlike World War Z. Z. I'm calling it Z because I'm Canadian. <laughs> okay. A boot. <laughs> a boot. I'm about being Canadian. Oh yeah, Z. I, I moose and I don't have a television. <laughs> so <laughs> that's Scottish. So the uh, uh, dude, stop, stop distracting me from my notes. <laughs> the audience is going to get upset at our, our lack of professionalism. So uh, um, the the zombies are uh, basically in between. The heroes, the three male protagonists, and the women that they're trying to save. That's the daughter, the girlfriend, and the pregnant wife. And the homeless man. And the homeless man is there too. Uh, And they are attempting to get there. And they realize that in order to get there, they're going to have to kick some zombie ass. So that that was an awesome scene. This is the suit up scene. Yeah. This is like in Deadpool when he's like, uh, I need some guns. How many guns do you need? All the guns! <laughs> right. Yeah. So every movie has its suit up. See, in Lord of the Rings, it was like the, you know, like the Minas Tirith, like, na 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 And like yeah. they're, they're hammering helmets and they're give, handing out swords to little boys and old men. And, exactly. You know, like there's, there's that yeah. moment where you have to suit up. Exactly. So in this movie, the suit up scene is just tape and taking off your... Blue jacket and scarf. <laughs> oh, baby. Badass <laughs> in the making. Yeah, that's it. I love that dude so much. I, I, I actually, literally, I want to go to Halloween as that guy, which yeah. is like yellow tape on my arms, blue jacket Everyone rolled be like, up. Who the fuck is this guy? You'd be like, you, you, you see Train to Busan? Uh, have you seen the movie? Uh, Korean? <laughs> like, Train to Busan? Blue stands? <laughs> yeah. You want to go to you Busan? Want <laughs> that's totally a Montreal reference. Yeah. Anybody, any of our MTL friends out there? Boost dance, am I right? Boost dance. It's like a, it's like a. There are people who know boost dance, and there are people Peter, who don't Peter, know boost dance. And Peter guys, what's the what's the New York one? Halal guys. Ooh, I've never been to New York. Okay, I think it's the same. I think it's that. We, I never noticed same. that before. I've never been to New York. I've been to Washington D.C. I've never been to New York. Why? What a lame. Uh, first time I went was this year. Ah, splendid, sir. Yeah. Hey. Shouldn't you go to New York before you go to D.C.? Yeah, probably. DC's oh, kind of old. Person. Seen the Lincoln Memorial? I've never seen Times Square. It's just lame. Okay, you're shit Lame. <laughs> um, so at this moment, at this moment, uh, th- this is basically w- one of the places where the film becomes really fun. I mean, one yeah. of the ways in which World War Z doesn't ever reach that level of fun. It just, it's, it's just like it's Brad Pitt, and then it's more Brad Pitt, and. Brad Pitt trying to race to a woman who's clearly not Angelina Jolie and yeah. you know and he's a stay at home dad but he's also a th- and you're just like at a certain point the movie just becomes exhaustingly not plausible and dumb exactly 
then you know like he's like riding on military helicopters at one point and they're like dude you know how to fly a plane like just it was yeah. just there were so many things about it that you were you just it was it was asking so much of the audience you're you're not asking them just to turn off their brains they're like okay sir here's a box please take off your shoes and put them in the box please take out your brain and put it in the box <laughs> yeah it's like airport security also can we do a mouth swab to get your dna to figure out if you're a chimp enough to be able to understand this movie because if not we just prefer you go back out into the street and be a human being and walk around you're not going to enjoy this unless you lack a certain amount of human dna it was just it was aggressively bad the amount that the movie was trying to get us and look i love brad pitt you know like this is if you want to like put on a scale of the kind of actors that even if they're in the worst movie ever i'll still watch it brad pitt is up there because every time i see the dude he's just so like you know, he's like, oh, dude, I want to be that cool one day. Exactly. <laughs> he's just, he just oozes yeah. cool. Exactly. And so it's watchable even when he's in the shittiest movie. Yeah. But here he's in a shitty movie. World War Z is what I'm referring to. I think it was from 2011. Shot in the dark. Hopefully it's right. <laughs> Email us if I'm wrong and tell me I'm dumb and I will accept it. No subject line, just... 2011 no exactly exactly <laughs> that's gonna become more like oh, no please include subject lines please because if we if we start to reach like a couple of hundred emails a week we're gonna get it's gonna be really hellish to just go through all of them where they're like Haha, no subject line good 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 <laughs> don't troll don't troll us we have our own lives for god's sake we're doing our best to get back to you properly and professionally damn you um all right, so uh, not to belabor the point. Hopefully, I haven't belabored it uh, excessively already. In in that film, you do not have really any lasting stakes. No. In this film, from the beginning until the end, no matter how absurd it gets, it still manages to have lasting stakes. No matter how much the guy with a dick growing out of his forehead is still a dick, or how much the father is kind of a reformed father no matter how cliched any of the characters become because of i i really think it's because of suan she she forms the spine she's so wholesome and she's so and the actress plays the character so right yeah that you really do feel like like god damn I, like like is she gonna be okay like you yeah. really do care about her right until the very end of the movie no matter how silly anyone else acts exactly and he, there's so many there's so many moments where you're like oh 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 like yeah you, no you yeah seriously okay. there's genuine there, yeah. there is like genuine yeah. straight up game of thrones like, like, like there, there's genuine concern that people are going to be hurt exactly gonna get crushed by the train saved by the train gets on the train are you gonna is she gonna get on the train oh she got on the train okay good oh another zombie okay and every moment it's yeah. believable that something exactly. really but you're like is this movie gonna fuck me because yeah. i uh, like i'm puckering up here like i'm, I'm like <laughs> i'm scared I, yeah seriously i was but puckered it up. it wasn't scared in the sense it wasn't scary in the sense that it was like like a horror movie scary it was scary in the sense that you're like you're scared of the character's well-being I watched the trailer, and there were so many jump scares in the trailer that I thought that this was going to be a horror movie. Yeah. When the film began, I was like, really? So I, I am not proud to admit it, ladies and gentlemen, but I had Super Mario 64 <laughs> queued up. Because I was worried. I don't want to watch. If we, if we ever put a horror movie on the schedule, dude, I swear to God, I'm not. I'm, I'm just going to play Super Mario and just listen to it, basically. Because yeah. I, I just won't be able to get through it without it. Like, I just, I get so, like, wrapped up and pissed off. And, like, I'm pausing and I'm just like. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll get Calm there. Calm down. We'll get there. Yeah. Get Luigi out. <laughs> Luigi's my man. <laughs> Luigi's my favorite. He's got the right turning. He's yeah. got the right, like, turning ratio. And yeah, the, yeah. Oh, anyway. 
Got it. So, um, hold on. If you were to make a zombie movie, yeah. what are the kinds of things that you would break purposefully? And what are the kinds of things that you would use to leverage a character-driven story and... <laughs> Keep hiccuping, I'm sorry. Do you understand my question? No. <laughs> I give you a bunch of money and yeah. I say make a zombie movie. Yeah. You know that you hate zombie movies. Yeah. You know that like you would basically beg me, like you would like grab my arm and be like, dude, please give me the Anything money, else? but let me make any other kind of movie. I'm like, no, you only get the money unless you make a zombie movie. Yeah. So now what do you do? Inspired by this film that we just saw where we were like, neither of us wanted to watch a zombie movie, but we both walked away from this film and being like, Super good. Not bad. Yeah, good. Yeah. Or not bad. Yeah. My, my colleague here does not but say it super good. It ever. Like, I've never heard him say super good about anything. <laughs> except maybe a double-double. Hey, those are pretty good. Or a McDouble. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. What, what would you do if I give you a bunch of money and I give you, a, uh, not a script, but just I tell you you have to make a zombie movie? How are you, like, just just like kind of like spot off the top? Like, f- first panic. Hard. Cause like, like I don't like zombie movies, so it's like I'm not gonna have that like passion behind it, you know. So, in order to get something, I have to get somewhere where I do have that passion for it. Um, like I said before, like I think you just have to get a story that kind of not avoids the zombie, but like uses it as um uses it as like a pedestal to get somewhere else. So, like this movie was like but kind of about like class relations too so like you have like how you would affect how people would interact with people and like the zombies were kind of they weren't ignored but like they were kind of ignored so i think i'd have to do i think that's kind of what they did like they had a producer that was like make a zombie movie and they kind of like tiptoed around it because like that story wasn't about zombies you can transplant it into another thing and it not be about zombies so what would i do i don't know man i'd fucking i'd 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 come up with an idea i'd get a writer and come up with an idea that wouldn't have that would tiptoe around the zombie genre fascinating i think our audience is gonna find that fascinating as well yeah hopefully do you think that's what this movie did I'm curious, like, yes Now no. that you mention it, it, I think that, like, you're you're absolutely spot on in that there is a huge emphasis on, um, like, I'm, I'm thinking of a line that I wrote down when they're all in the bathroom, right? And Mr. Aquamarine jacket and pink scarf, I think at this point he's lost, he's lost that stuff, and it's just the three boys yeah. in the bathroom opposite the ladies in the other bathroom, so they've saved their women. But now the they just came out of the tunnel, so they've just ran into the bathroom and they're like panting. And now it's like the whole thing of like, uh, "Hey asshole, did, like, did you like that? Seeing your daughter, thank me for yeah. you know getting you here, right?" And then he's like, "Why is your cell phone ringtone so tacky?" Yeah. And he's like, "Wait, my cell phone ringtone is tacky. How do I change it?" Yeah. And then they all laugh, you know. And they so th- this is that moment. I love that scene. Frankly. Yeah, exactly. I love that scene. Yeah. But at me one too. point he says to him right before they leave to go back out into the horde he says you're a hedge fund manager right 
You're an expert at leaving useless people behind. Yeah. And it was just kind of a way in which, yeah, you're you're the the a big part of the film is social commentary. They're they go from referring to the little girl's father, so Sue Ann's father, he's like uh um He's a hedge fund manager, so he leeches off everyone. Yeah, and this is like to his daughter's face. To his daughter's face. And his wife is like, don't say that in front of his child. Yeah. And she's like, it's okay. That's what everyone says about him. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, we're leaning heavy on the, like, like you know, left-wing yeah. viewpoint here, um, which is totally, like, fair. Like, I, I, yeah. I feel like that really added something to the film. It was like, yeah. oh, like, this movie has something to say. Yeah, well, just... It Regardless just of more... whether or not you agree with that viewpoint or whatever yeah just it's the fact that it's like whoa is this a zombie movie with actually like something to say exactly wait what wait what um there's also um uh (laughs) there were there were ironic moments where uh i think this is what you would put into your film as well talking about adding a story to a zombie movie like if you're gonna make it you're not gonna make a zombie movie where the zombies are the primary focus yeah it's almost like you're gonna try and make a statement with the zombies in the background exactly and one of the things that i remember well was um the kind of this ironic moment where a, a newscaster so we, we have a little a little bit i think it was fairly restrained of newscaster exposition hi bob hi <laughs> We're standing here on the zombie apocalypse side, and except completely in Korean. Yeah, yeah. It was a new. It was a, like a news anchor in a room. Personally, I, I hate that when disaster movies always yeah, have yeah, like same. news broadcasters. We're seeing abnormal activity here. They're fighting, they're fighting zombies. Okay, it's, get over it's just it. like it's like, dude. It's exposition. It's narration. Yeah, learn how to tell your story better. For God, for God's sake, you had a hundred million dollars budget. Exactly. Right. Hire a writer. But they do they they do do this in this movie and it's really tasteful I thought because you only get a, a small part with narration for a lot of the time yeah. the camera is actually looking at the faces of the people as they're watching the news broadcast yeah. and you don't hear any sound so it's exactly. just their faces as they're looking up at what what their society falling apart exactly it's like us on nine eleven and then you have at one point the news broadcaster's voice over aerial footage of a building blowing up. And he says, we believe you're not in danger. Trust the government. Yeah. And like, there's ah. literally buildings exploding. <laughs> yeah. And it was so subtle. And I was like, thank you for not beating us over the head. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We get it. It's They're being total hypocrites. There is serious reason to be concerned. Yeah. But you and can't say that to people because then it'd be worse. I don't know how it would be worse. No, I but agree. It would be I agree. Worse. The government can't actually do that, but it's this idea that in the moments when the the government is saying, "Please trust the government," yeah. is the moment where you should not trust, trust the, the government. Leave, <laughs> right? Run. Yeah, which is pretty good and also kind of like nuanced social commentary. It doesn't go all the way to like the purge. Yeah. Of you know like. Yeah. And, have fun and and you know and there's a homeless black man outside your house and there's a whole bunch of privileged white teenagers trying to kill him and you're just like can you get the social commentary out of my movie please yeah yeah it wasn't in your face and that's why it was good yeah exactly yeah. i think i actually dude I, I had a note here i don't even have to check it because i remember <laughs> it so well i love the fact that this movie was silent yeah up until the moment when the deer stands up yeah Dude, that deer freaked the shit out of me. Not not because like for some reason I forgot it was a zombie movie. Like going into it, I was like trained trained. Why would they name a movie a zombie movie trained to Busan? Like pff, idiots. <laughs> and then like I started watching it and I was like, 
because for some reason I forgot to download the subtitles and I was like god fuck so I had to like <laughs> figure that shit out <laughs> I was like so that that got me pissed off right away but like the I got that working and then he hits the the deer and I was like what the fuck and then I was like oh how jokes would be if the deer got up and the deer got up and I was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> chill go up just fine god damn it that's so good yeah I was noticing, I made a, a point about how we, we've gone to movies now with uh, that open with deer. Oh, yeah, it's true, eh? Right? We've got, yeah. we got Get Out, two opens movies with the open deer. with deer, and talk about social class. Hey, so. yeah. Welcome back moves. to Deer Bros. <laughs> talking this about week, we'll be talking about the Smith & Wesson 45 <laughs> caliber. Me and my cousin took this into the forest this weekend and shot some cans. Yay! <laughs> Uh, all right, dude. So, um, you know, we talked about some great stuff. I might actually bring it back to. Could, you, could I grab a pen for me, bro? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whichever one. So, thank you for bearing with us this far, ladies and gentlemen. We hope some of that was interesting for you. We've covered most of what we wanted to talk about, but now let's talk about some other things that we may have not gotten the chance to discuss, and we can we can splice this in. We, we've got about a ten minutes here. Apparently, people sometimes really like these sections. Which ones? The ones where we talk about ourselves. Oh, jeez. I think we we find ourselves much less interesting than others do. So, But uh, I I had a note for you, sir. Would you ever want to go hunting? Mm, No. No. I like animals too much. I'm an animal kind of guy, you know? I just like animals a lot. No, but uh, I don't like like killing things that kind of look like dogs and cats. And, like, furry stuff that I'd find at a pet store. If it's a fly, I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourself. But a spider? Oh, go fuck yourself hard. But, like, a bunny? I'm just like, nah, I want to cuddle that guy. Or, like, a... Like, a... What the fuck else do you hunt? Uh, A deer? Deer? Yeah, no, like... I also would... I also know I wouldn't completely eat it. So, like, I'd be kind of, like, vexed at myself that I'm just, like, killing a thing just for fun. Let me push a little bit there. If, um, let's say you had, like, a unique opportunity where someone was like, dude, like, uh, like my dad's friend has a private plane, and we're going to fly up to Russia, and we're going to hunt some deer. You don't have to shoot a deer yourself. Yeah. Like, are you down? Would you be down? Like, I'd, I'd be, like, the spotter almost. Yeah, you're not going to have to shoot a deer if you don't want to. But I'm going to have to be there while they shoot deer. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't, like, I want to say yes, because, like, it's a cool experience. But yeah. at the same time, like, I don't want to drag a dead deer around. So, yeah, I'm going to have to say, like, a hard depends on my mood at the time. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, good answer. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. All right. And what if what if they were like, dude, my dad has this friend. He's got a private plane. We're going to fly up to Russia. We're going to go fucking fishing. That I don't have a problem with. No problem with fishing? No. No. All right. I'm not, yeah. No. No. Fishing's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I won't eat the fish, but... Interesting. Interesting. I'm like, I'll try to make it... It's a question I ask myself. Like, I I think your answer was absolutely perfect in that I'm the same attitude. Like, there... I could be in an impulsive moment where even if he was like, dude, like, we're, we're like, we're going to fish. Like, my... We might hunt deer. Like, my my dad's friend has been, like, trying to kill a grizzly bear. Like, we went on grizzly bear. Like, are you down? In that moment, there's moments, like, there's moods where I'm in where I'd be like, you, 
You're doing what to the bear now? <laughs> no. Excuse what is wrong me? with you? Yeah. And there's other moments where I'd be like, private plane? Fishing? Beer? Yeah. I think... I Down? Think it depends. Down if I'm like, ski? If we're going to Russia and it takes like two days to get there and then like we're in the woods for a week and then two days to fly home, I'd be like, eh, probably not. Yeah. But if we're doing other shit and then it's like a four hour hike But to do go, you have any like uh, FOMO? No idea what the fuck that fear means. Fear of missing out? Oh, I've never um, used that expression before. Yeah. By the way, I, just don't. I, I like I, I had to hesitate for a second to like check my yeah, like F-O-M-A. initialism there or acronym. But um, uh, yeah, yes and no. Like I do for some things, but at the same time, I feel like if I think about it enough, there's a reason why I didn't go. Well, you have a different situation than me because, for example, if I said no to something like that, I would never hear about it or see about it again properly. Unless my friend was like, "Dude, I just got back from my Russia trip. Yeah, like we uh, killed sixty. Let's, let's let's chill at the bar sometimes so I can tell you about it." Whereas for you, it, you could theoretically get like a Snapchat or whatever yeah. Instagram the guy with the deer, yeah. thing of, of yeah. being like, you know, like just killed a deer. Yeah, or or just like like. This is us on the top of the mountain, like yeah, wish you were yeah. here, and you'd be like, "Oh god damn, that looks beautiful." Yeah, pristine wilderness, and that's the thing though. Like, if it's if it's something that I know I'll enjoy, I'll probably do it. But like, again, if you're in the fucking woods for a week chasing deer, I'm gonna be like, Meh. you'd swiftly lose your patience for yeah the pleasures of nature. Exactly. When, when, is, I think it is an acquired that. taste. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have all, all kinds of notes, like uh, opening on the mannequin's face. Um, that was scary. Do you remember from the Viennese movie? The movie, oh, the yeah, movie yeah, yeah, literally yeah. opens on a mannequin's face yeah. of a guy. Is there? Like, is there? I thought that was really there's, smart. There's a fun scary. thing that I learned at films in film school. Okay. Uh, in the same class, I believe, of semiology, where good filmmakers will tell the complete story in the first shot. Wow. That totally applies to this film. Yeah. The film literally opens on a mannequin lifting his arm up in the air. That is to say a human looking creature that is basically dead. Yeah. And the opening shot of this film is literally what the film is about. Looks like a human dead. Boom. Whoa. That was good. Semiology, baby. Wow. Yeah. I just jotted that down and I was because I knew I was getting in for a zombie movie and it opened up and I was like, what? Because it opens up on a person's face, but the person is clearly not a person. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like, uh, oh, that's a mannequin. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, God. Why did I pick this movie? That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how I started off. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. So, semiology really does, is is very accurately reflected here. Yeah. Some, a lot of, pe- like, famous directors and famous, like, guys in the film industry say it doesn't exist. Like, you, when you say famous, like, like, does Nolan say it exists? I'm not 100% sure but like okay. like big fucking people have said it doesn't exist okay so like when you look at a movie and you see that shit you're like is he fucking with me or like cause like there's some shit that it's like it makes too much sense for it to be a coincidence yeah like why the fuck would you put a, a thing of a mannequin yeah like what, you like, there, there are there are situations where you you'll Hear someone... Okay, let me give you an example. Perfect yeah. example, okay? When we watched Get Out, yeah. I drew this correlation. I wrote down this note that said, hmm, the two black people who have had white people's brains implanted into them are Georgina and Walter, and they're introduced in that order. And GW also stands for George Washington. Coincidence? 
Uh, yeah, I think it's a fucking coincidence. I, I don't yeah. think that, that that's an actual symbolism there. I think yeah. you're you're that's reading like, way too far into the yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's my own thought. Like that's the way I responded to my own note when I read it yeah. when we were doing that episode. I was just like, how dumb am I to think that that's yeah. happening? But at the same time, there are things that were purposefully planned out exactly. by the filmmaker. And I don't think we're going too far when we say the fact that this film opens up on a mannequin that is yeah. basically a moving dead, that is to say, a human-looking thing that moves that is dead. And it's, yeah. Is, that, that's not that's not stretching out. Exactly. Like, f- like it could have been a fucking truck full of oranges. Like Yeah, exactly. You, you, could, you would have been you like, could have oh, had, okay. had anything. You could it's have just, just started off with, you know, the face of the driver as he's going into this. Exactly. But it opens onto a mannequin's face, and not only is it disturbing, but it actually does effectively represent what a zombie is which yeah. is something that looks human but is basically dead yeah sweet wild eh? wild hey that's that makes good. us sound pretty smart yeah right <laughs> we picked up on that all right I, so I, on the thing that makes us sound pretty dumb <laughs> when i was going and opening this up i literally typed in train and i got how to train your dragon <laughs> and i was like I'd like to watch that because <laughs> I was going movie. into this like with my head hung down like I'm, this is going to be a scary movie I'm going to have nightmares yeah I, I ladies and gentlemen I, I you might not know this about me yet but you will know know this about me soon I hate scary things <laughs> I hate scary movies my dad hates them too my dad's a badass you don't want to fight my dad no the, guy, the guy's like 50 years old he, he like kicks ass at hockey he's in great shape yeah it's just it's not it's not I'm a pussy because I don't like yeah. Horror movies. Do I sound defensive? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but the point being, yeah. it, you know, I just don't like horror movies. I don't like that feeling of being scared. Yeah. And so going into this, having watched the trailer, I was like, this is a horror movie. I'm still going to watch it. But, oh, God, why do I keep doing this to myself? So I have my head hung and I looked down and I saw How to Train Your Dragon. And I wrote down this. Would Eric notice if I just watched that? It has the word train in it. <laughs> And then you'd be like, so dude, what did you think of the subway scene? And I could reply, oh yeah, when Hiccup's mom brushes Toothless's back and, you know, the spikes come out. Uh, oh, that was sick, dude. I'd say like, hey, so did you get the right subtitles? Because mine were a little bit weird. And you'd be like, I'd be yeah. like, oh yeah, no. Uh, remember the time when uh, Toothless uh, flies down and, um, you know, like, but it said, it said he runs it, down. Did you ever expect that, like, Hiccup's mom would still be there? <laughs> Uh, I'm have you ever seen I, that movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, perfect. I, I, I think <laughs> we <God>. fucked up. <laughs> but no, it was. It's, yeah. uh, it's true. Like I really would have rather, much rather watched. I think it was How to Train Your Dragon two. Oh, that's even worse. But hey, it wasn't ha- bad. Aren't you happy? And hey, hella good. You want to yeah. talk about? She was hella good. Yeah. Kate Blanchett plays Toothless's mom. Not bad. We're connecting all of these episodes connect, ladies and gentlemen. And if you play them backwards, you're a satanic versus. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, my my colleague here is wearing a poncho. I mean, let's be how yeah. how serious could yeah. we be yeah. as gentlemen of literature? I'm actually sweating in this fucking poncho too. Really? My Would you like are, to uh, my hands remove? Are, my hands are moist. 
Hey, yeah. for once you're the wet one. <laughs> Those are clammy as fuck. Well, I, I, look at me. Why? Why is it sometimes I'm dry as a bone, and then other times I'm just like a rainforest? I I can tell. I can tell when you we're talking about some deep shit when when you start to sweat. Really? Like, oh fuck! And wow, I'm like, that's let's interesting. Go, let's go deeper. Let's that's go deeper. interesting. Yes, and you're so good at that too. It pisses me off so much. Yeah. I listen to some of the things I've said to you over the podcast, and I'm like, that motherfucker is a freaking snake charmer. Because <laughs> I, I I I have no no intention of talking about that when yeah. i walk in yeah. and then halfway there I'm, it's like for you you straight up like get outing me you yeah. know just like so what did your mother you know you're like spinning your little teacup <laughs> and, you're tick, 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 and i'm gonna pass out and i'm gonna wake up with a carrot in my ass or yeah. something <laughs> wait a sec dude Team i was having on. coffee this morning stirring my coffee made the exact same sound as the tea and i was like oh fuck and then like a guy i was in the room with who watched get out he's like wait a sec and i was uh. like <laughs> He's, he, he's seen the movie also yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's very very sketchy yeah and it's dude you would be actually a fantastic a, a creepily fantastic psychiatrist hey. frankly because because you're so there's something about you ladies and gentlemen you have to see my colleague's face he looks at you and you begin to reveal pieces of yourself that you you don't want to reveal <laughs> there's just it's a it's a combination of love serenity yeah. And to tell me a problem, pure okay? psychopathy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We hope parts of that were fairly interesting for you. I, I have to say, and I, I said it before, but I'll say it again. This 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 movie gets a five on five for me. Train to Busan, highly recommend it. This is more than a, a zombie movie. In fact, it's one of the most character driven movies that I've certainly seen this year, if not in a long time. Yeah. Um, so thank you for being with us. We hope that you enjoyed our banter. We certainly did, um, as usual. As I, every time, sir, I, yeah. you know how much I look forward to this. Exactly. So uh, we hope that um, you keep communicating with us, letting us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to cover, what you don't want us to cover. And that being said, uh, we are sad to let you go every time, but. Uh, we have to do so because that's just the way this thing works. It's just the way she goes. For film and color, I'm Jesse. I'm Eric. Thank you so much for being with us, and we will see you next time.